With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast, Financial Services Edition. This is Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Jason Harsh of Harsh and Associates at Ameriprise Financial. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Seth. Sure. Let's go back in time. How did you get started in the financial services business in the first place? So I, I graduated high school in 99. Uh, I thought I wanted to be a history teacher and a high school basketball coach. Um, and my mom, who was a teacher at the time, talked me out of it. So I went to school and decided I was going to be a lawyer. And at that time, I realized I'd have to read a lot. And I thought, eh, I don't think I want to read a lot. So uh, my freshman year of college, uh, some family friends who had a financial planning practice were sharing with my parents that, hey, our assistants are going on break. We need help over Christmas break. I needed a job to kill for four weeks working for them, um, literally just filing, shredding, calling clients, sending out Christmas cards. And I talked to the husband at that time, and he said, well, why don't you sit down on a meeting, and I'll show you what I do. And I did that, and that was the winter of 99, and I changed my major the spring semester starting in 2000 to finance, and I knew then that's, that's kind of what I wanted to do. That is awesome. Quite an evolution, obviously, from history teacher to yes. lawyer to financial advisor, but things obviously have a way of working themselves out. So you went to school for finance and you did you then graduate and go back to work for the same firm? How did that happen? How, how did that I did. Out? Yep, I did. So I um, every summer and winter then that through college, I, I went back and, and worked for that firm. They were great. Uh, each year, I just kind of grew in my responsibilities. When I, entering my senior year, they kind of approached me and said, hey, when you do graduate, why don't you uh, join us as an associate, um, help us run our practice, and why don't you start growing your own practice? So I graduated in uh, spring of 03, went to Europe for a little bit, came back and started working for them uh, that summer. Okay, and then when did you, am I correct in assuming that you have since struck out on your own? I did. So I had a contract with them. They were great. Um, Actually, our offices are still across the street from one another, good relationship with them, but I did that for 
basically four years, I think it was. And then I realized that if I really wanted to grow my own practice, um, make more money, I needed to leave and, and go out on my own. So um, Bill and I had a contract. I honored it. He honored it. I left and starting the, it was actually the January of 2007, I, I went on my own, branched out on my own. Congratulations. So you've been Thank doing you. that for 12 years. What, uh, who are the types of clients that you're working with? So I, I've got a, a range of clients. I have high net worth clients that are, you know, assets under management over 10 million. And I've got clients that are, that still have $50,000 with me. Um, and, and I, the reason I say that is when I started out and I had no clients, I was taking on any client that wanted to work with me. So as my practice has evolved, that it has grown and I've been extremely blessed over the last 15 years. Um, I've always made a commitment that if clients are referred to me and they want to pay what the fees are and they want to listen to me. And again, they don't have to do everything I say, but they want to work in and strive to be better financially Then I continue to work with them. And I set expectations on this is the type of client that you are. This is, this is the service that I'm going to provide as, as your portfolio grows, new services, new, um, uh, I guess, uh, relationship, or not say relationships, but uh, additional touches per year will happen. And, and, you know, we will evolve as a, a financial advisor, client relationship kind of thing. Awesome. So who is your, obviously that's a big range every, you know, 50,000 to 10 million. Let's talk about the types, not just a dollar value, but the types of clients that you enjoy working with. Is there a certain profession that you gravitate towards a certain lifestyle, hobby? Yeah. Um, So uh, I have a lot of teachers. I actually did get to coach high school basketball for a while. So even when I was an advisor uh, until I got married and that kind of changed everything. So uh, I got a lot of teachers, teachers. I always think make great clients. They marry usually other teachers. They got fixed income. So they're good at saving and you kind of lay out their plan. Um, I also have a lot of small business owners. Um, I've been very fortunate to network with um, car dealerships, um, some restaurant owners, um, some advertising agencies. And that's been very, very you know, it's been a big network as well, too. And I like working with uh, self-employed individuals because I myself am self-employed. So we can kind of relate, you know, we, we kind of fight the same battle day in and day out of being self-employed. Absolutely. What do you like best about what you do? Oh, the freedom. I don't think I could ever go work for anybody else ever again. Um, I come from a long line of self-employed, you know, my dad, my uncles, my brother, my cousin, a lot of us have our own business and we, we get together on the holidays and we always joke, I don't know how you can go work for the man. So I like working for myself. I love working with clients day to day. I love that interaction. Um, I like dealing with money as well, too. So, you know, every day I wake up, I come to the, I come to the office. I know that I'm in control, um, kind of the king of the castle kind of thing. And I like that. Um, also, with four kids now, I like to get to work because it's just relaxing and it's it's a lot less stress here at work than it is at my house. But yeah, I can I, I have three. I resemble that remark. You know, Sunday yep. night I said I got to go back to work and relax. The work is a yep. place for me to recover from the weekend. Yep, absolutely. So I think that's probably most is working for myself and having that flexibility. Yep. Great. Now, in terms of the clients that you see, what are some of the biggest mistakes people are making with their money before they come to you that you're able to help them fix? So I, always, I would say, it's a great question. I would say a couple of things that I see. Um, one, we're talking, let's say a married couple. Um, you have, I always tell somebody has to be in charge of the money. It can be the husband, it can be the wife, it really doesn't matter. But you, I run into a lot of times where husband pays these bills, wife pays these bills, and they have a, you know, a joint account that some bills get paid out of. So they don't really have a budget. And I always tell people, if you don't have a budget, you don't know how much money is going out 
How are you going to be successful in anything? How are you going to save for retirement? How are you going to save for that, that new home? Um, everybody can tell you how much money they make. They just can't tell you how much money they spend. Um, and I, great question I always ask is, well, how much do you spend on the holidays? How much do you spend for Christmas? And it's like deer in headlights. You know, husband will say, oh, we spend a thousand. And the wife's like, no, 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 we spend like 3000. I'm like, well, you don't know. So I think it's a big mistake is not um, working off a budget, not having somebody in control of that budget. So obviously in our household, I run the budget because that's what I do. Uh, but first year of marriage, the budget was like a curse word. My wife was like, what about this budget? Why about this budget? Why do we have to do all this stuff? So um, that's a big one. The other one that I, I run into a lot, um, especially with couples that have kids, is they're really stressed about education for their kids, paying for college. And I understand I, I have four kids myself, and I understand the, the cost for education. But I think people have prioritized education over retirement. And I, I stress the fact that your kids are not going to be your retirement. And so people are really stressed about having X amount of dollars set aside so their kid can go to any university. And I think that's great. But when you look at the retirement outlook or the retirement plan, they're falling really short. And 20, 30 years from now, I think there's going to be a big spread of those that are saved for retirement and have retirement and those that are going to continue to have to work for retirement. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. What is, since you give advice every day, what's the best advice you've ever received? In, in the financial world? Uh, business, personal development. Um, I would say from a business standpoint, when I trained under the other advisor, um, he was great. He's still in business. He always said, treat the client like you would treat your parents and everything else will take care of itself. So I've, I followed that. Um, you know, I, I guess from a personal level, I was raised in a Christian home and accepting Christ as my savior was probably the best advice that my parents ever gave me. Um, from a personal level, but from a business standpoint, when I learned under Bill, he said, you need to treat everybody like you treat your parents or your brother or your sister and everything else will fall in place. And I've, I've taken that and, um, been very fortunate to work with clients that, um, have great relationships with, um, have referred me to their siblings, to their parents, to their, 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 um, children and be able to, to grow the practice from that. Awesome. What do you feel? There's so many, there's literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of financial advisors nationwide. What do you think makes you stand apart? What do you think makes you different? Um, you know, being in business for as long as I've, I've been uh, or around the business for now over 20 years, um, I always tell clients when I first meet them, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to be the smartest guy you've ever run into when it comes to finance. I'm just not. I'll tell you that right now. I know a lot. If I don't know the answer, I'll always get back to you. But myself, my staff, what we pride ourselves on is client service. So getting back to clients, touching base with them when they're not expecting it, following up with their needs and reaching out to them saying, hey, I know we haven't talked since three months, but we want to make sure, is there anything we can do for you? And I have found when you, when you have that relationship with clients, when they trust you, when they know that you're looking out for their best interest, things blossom and things grow. And that's, that's really the success that I've had in growing it and, and, and you know, not marketing, not doing luncheons, not doing any of that kind of stuff. We just take care of our clients and make sure they know we're putting their best interests, you know, first and foremost. What would you say to someone, to you 20 years ago, about to get into the business? Um, expect not to make a lot of money. Don't get married right away because you're not going to be able to afford a family. Um, and log a lot of long, hard hours, but it's very rewarding. Um, I, I can remember at about 24, 25, going out to dinner with my dad, and I'm like, uh, just not making any money. I got all these friends that are engineers and pharmaceutical reps and they're making all this money. And he said, just keep pursuing it. Keep working hard, keep working hard. 
And I would say probably about the fourth or fifth year in business, I finally started seeing the benefits of, of growing a practice and making some money. But I would tell you, if you're going to get in the business, expect long hours, expect little pay, no benefits, but it can be very rewarding if you, if you stick with it. Okay. I think that makes a lot of sense. And there's folks who could certainly resemble that remark. So what do you want? If you, So we talked about advice you've received. You've talked about advice that you would give to your younger self. Um, what about advice that you find yourself giving to clients on a regular basis other than the budget piece? Uh, that I give to clients on a regular basis you know, outside of the investment world, is that what you're saying? Or just in terms of outside the, you, you mentioned the not, not having a budget mistake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. what is some other advice you give to clients you find oh. yourself saying over and over and over again? Um, having an adequate proper cash reserve, you know, your, your credit card's not your cash reserve. So making sure you have enough money to cover those unexpected expenses that take place. Um, having the proper insurance, the correct insurance, you know, I've, I've seen it in 20 years. It doesn't happen a lot, but You've seen it where a, somebody dies premature and they don't have enough insurance to cover their surviving spouse's needs or kids' needs. Um, having an estate plan. I've actually seen somebody, I've seen clients pass away and never had an estate plan and the, the impact that it had on their one and only daughter, it was, it was rough. It was bad. It was, you know, grandparents got involved and it was not, not a pretty sight. So things that people kind of overlook and say, we'll get to at a later date. How much money can I put in my 401k? Yeah, that's great. Or can I buy Apple stock? Yeah, that's great. But not having the cash reserve, not having the proper insurance, not having the state plan in place is something that I really try to drive home with my clients. And then I also I also think the Roth IRA is probably one of the most unutilized investment vehicles out there that people just don't take advantage of. Um, and I try to explain to them, hey, these are tax advantage savings that you get in 25, 30 years from now. You think taxes are going to be up or down? Well, probably up. all right. You want to have tax-free money? Or you want to have taxable money? And so I think a Roth IRA is another one that I'm like, I want to beat you over the head on the Roth IRA. You got to do the Roth. You got to do the Roth. You got to do the Roth 401k if it's available to you. Awesome. Great advice. Um, those folks that you're working with, how are you bringing them in the door? How are they finding you? Uh, referral base, 100%. So I do have a website. Um, I don't know how many people actually go and type in local financial advisor Toledo, Ohio, but uh, it's all referral based. Um, and I've been very fortunate with that and very blessed. And we continue to trust that God's going to provide for us. And, and he has, and, and that's what we've done over the last 15 years here. Absolutely beautiful. All right. Anything else? Uh, I know your time is incredibly valuable. Anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? No, I, I think um, I would tell anybody who, if you're sitting down and you're single or, or you're married and you have questions, I think it's worth sitting down with a fee-based advisor for a um, one-on-one initial meeting, you know, no strings attached, you know, let's just sit down and see if it's a good fit because I think people try to do a lot of this on their own and they'd be surprised of how many opportunities they're missing that are right there in front of them that they just don't see. Um, you know, I used to change the oil in my car and rotate my tires, but now it's just too much. It just I take it to somebody to do that. I pay somebody to do my taxes, pay somebody to do my estate plan. I think people sometimes get a bad taste that advisors are just there to make money off them. And really, if you find somebody that you can trust, then I think it's it's worth paying that that uh, that fee. And I think that they would see great benefits from that. Absolutely. Great advice. So uh, for our folks who are resonating with what you are saying, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you? 
Um, you could look at my, if you type in Jason Harsh, Ameriprise Financial or Harsh and Associates, Ameriprise Financial, that would pop up my web or my website would pop up and all my contact information is there. All right, Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Seth. Do you need money to fund your idea, product or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.